0: Welcome into another edition of MCM Radio. I'm your host, Jimmy Morris. It's been a while since we've talked, but no better time to revamp the podcast than the NFL Draft. Um, before we get started, just remind you, you can follow me on Twitter, at jmorrismcm. You can follow the Music City Miracles website, Twitter, at titansmcm. And you can find all of our draft content at musicmiracles.com, where we will have Plenty of stuff about Isaiah Wilson, the Titans' first-round pick, as well as all the other picks the Titans make in this draft. So um, you're, you're not going to find any better analysis for everything going on with the Titans in this draft than you will at musicitymiracles.com. So go ahead and head over there um, if you're not already checking that daily. All right, so we have quite a bit to talk about tonight with the first round of the NFL draft. It was obviously you know different than any other NFL draft has ever been with all the social distancing things going on. With all of these, um, all the reporters being in different places, um, it was really weird to see the, I guess, combined efforts you would call it of ESPN, NFL Network, all those guys on the same broadcast. Um, It was, it was different. It was cool, Um, and I I thought they did really well considering the circumstances. And it was cool to see all the different, um, you know, draft setups, whether it be teams with general managers and coaches. We have to talk about what was going on at Mike Vrabel's house at some point in this episode. But before we get to that, talk about the pick, talk about the other things that were going on. But it was cool to see the players in their houses, their reactions, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, like I said, I thought they did a great job with all the circumstances with everything, you know, that's, that's been going on uh, with with the coronavirus and all that stuff. And you know, obviously, hope everybody out there is staying safe. And it seems like we might be getting near a point where we have gotten past the peak of this thing, and so hopefully we can start. Getting back to some of the things that we were able to do before this global pandemic took over our lives. But, you know, in the meantime, it's been really cool uh, that the NFL offseason has been able to continue on its normal schedule because with everything else stopped, um, having free agency in the draft and those types of things has been really nice to kind of break up the, you know, monotony of everything else that's going on. So cool to see that. Um, And good that it's gone off, you know, pretty much without a hitch. I mean, there was all this concern about what would happen if the NFL draft got hacked or if somebody's server went down or whatever, you know, the lions had their it guy um, outside of the general manager's house during the draft in a Winnebago in case something went wrong. So, um, you know, just, just cool to see everything go off, you know, fairly normal. Didn't really notice th- that much different. Um, if you're just sitting at home watching it other than, you know, the, the reporters not being in the same room together. So, Um, Like I said, I I thought everybody did a great job uh, on the first night, and we'll see how it goes over the next couple of days. Uh, Titans picked Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle from the University of Georgia. Not really surprised. I was a little bit curious what would happen if the draft played out the way that it did, and, you know, over the last week or so, Wilson had been a very popular pick in mock drafts to the Titans, and, you know, those, those things are generally not worth the paper they're written on, or the screen they're posted on, or however you want to say that, um, with with computers and stuff these days. But, you know, as it became pretty obvious what this draft was going to be like, um, I think there were probably less surprises in this draft than there were in a typical draft. Um, You know, obviously the, the big shock of the night was the Packers trading up to select Jordan Love. Um, that, that's something that is, you know, obviously in green Bay, they're probably reeling from right now. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers can't be happy with that. I mean, I thought that was the biggest surprise of the night. Um, but for the most part, it was pretty, you know, chalky, if you will, how the, how the draft played out in the first round. Um, you know, there'd been a lot of buzz about Tua Tungabayaloa, if he was going to fall with the concerns with his medicals and all that stuff. And he ends up going fifth to the Dolphins, Um, You know, after all the buzz, they were trying to get to one to get Joe Burrow and that they might trade to three to get an offensive tackle. And then there was a buzz today that the Jaguars were trying to get from nine to three to take Tua and all that stuff. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff that was it was kind of floating, but no trades in the top 10. Um, Didn't really see any trades, I guess, until the 49ers and the Bucks pulled off a trade like 12, 13 or 13, 14, whatever it was. So, you know, just just pretty chalky as far as all that was concerned. So, no big surprises. So, you weren't really surprised that the Titans were on the clock with a choice of an Isaiah Wilson. Um, You know, know, Jeff Gladney was a guy that a lot of us had talked about um, being a possibility for the Titans there um, because, you know, they have their biggest position of need right now is corner. It was corner heading into the night, it's corner, you know, leaving tonight because they took an offensive tackle. You, you understand why they did that, right? I mean, they they have a, a, a an offense that is built on a run game. And, you know, obviously they, they, they're they able to do things off of that run game with Ryan Tannehill, with the weapons they have and that kind of stuff. But they still want the foundation of their offense to be the running game. And Isaiah Wilson is a huge dude. He's a mauler. Um, he's a guy that's going to fit in really well with the mentality that this team has. Um Real quick, pulling up a quote from the, uh, I guess, conference call with the Titans media that Wilson did tonight. Again, you know, I mean, you would have had a conference call with him most likely anyway, but you're not going to have a press conference like you would in years past tomorrow. Um, but Isaiah Wilson, this is, this is from Paul Kaharski on Twitter. He says, I enjoy beating people up breaking another man's will. That's definitely my strong suit. Need to work on my tech technique, pad-level hands. So, again, th- that's the attitude. Th- that's the attitude that this team wants. That's the attitude that this offense plays with. That's the attitude that Mike Vrabel has, John Robinson has. I mean, you, you, you see the fit there. And, you know, if you look around at the scouting reports on him, um, you, you know, whether you look at what was posted on our site, uh, Mike wrote a, had a good article written the other day about you know the tackles in this draft, um, but when you look at stuff like Draft Network, the DraftNetwork.com, which is a fantastic draft site, um, it talks about you know his power, um, the the ability he has to move, um, the the way that he can push guys off the line of scrimmage um, in the run game, you, you know just a massive guy that is a great run blocker. Um, needs some work, like he said, um, with, with his with his technique. Um, if, if you look at the cons from the draft network, it says he's highly inconsistent with his hands, has to develop better timing, placement, and variance with his strikes. So again, you know, d- some of the stuff that he's to work on in pass protection, but his best, tra- his best trait is length and power, according to the draft network again, his worst trait is technique. And they, they can teach him technique. And I, I don't have any, any doubts about that. You know, my only problem with this pick would be th- the fact that they have such a need at corner. And they had a guy like Gladney that was available there on the board. And if you've read what uh, what I've posted when I've talked about these mock drafts for the last week or so, um, my, my biggest critique, I guess you can say, of mock drafts that had the Titans taking Wilson was they need a corner. Gladney's there. Seems to be a guy that would fit what they need to do. And so that, that was kind of my biggest concern there. Obviously, the Titans, for whatever reason, wanted Wilson more than Gladney. Um, And so, you know, I'll I'll defer to John Robinson on that, obviously. um, A guy that's done a a fantastic job in his drafts here, um, so you'll trust him there. But with that being said, the Titans need to draft two corners in this draft. Um, I think they definitely need to get at least one on Friday night uh, in in the second round, third round, you know, however that falls, maybe two, possibly. But um, they've definitely got to address that because, you know, right now – You've got Adore Jackson, you've got Malcolm Butler, um, but Ty Smith is the guy with the next most experience on this roster at corner, and he doesn't have a ton of experience, so that's obviously a a place of concern for the Titans. So um, you know we'll see how all that plays out. They obviously have you know a ton of time left here. Um, the other interesting point I thought for the Titans, you know, all the talk about Jadavian Clowney where he's going to end up. The Titans get on the clock and Espinosa and uh, Yator Gros Matos, however you say those two names. I don't know if I said them right or not, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, both of those guys being still available. I think the fact that they passed on those guys gives you a good indication of how they feel about their chances to land Jadavian Clowney. Now, it doesn't mean that he's coming here because, like I said, they still need a tackle. Um, that, that's obviously something they were going to address at some point in this draft. But I think they would have been more likely to reach for one of those guys um, if they weren't as confident that they were going to end up with Dave and Clowney. So we'll, we'll see how all that plays out. That'll obviously be something to watch um, after the draft. And again, if they sign Clowney after the draft, he doesn't factor into the compensatory pick formula for next year. So um, that, that'll, be a good, that'll, that'll be a good place for them to be once this draft's over, and, and we'll, pl- we'll keep an eye on that a- as it goes along. All right, coming up, we'll have just a few more thoughts on the first round in general, um, where the Titans go from here. And like I said, we got to talk a little bit about what was going on in Mike Vrabel's background uh, in his draft room. Okay, so we talked a little bit about, like I said, the biggest surprise of this draft, the Packers taking Jordan Love. The other interesting thing to me was how the receivers fell in the draft with – Henry Ruggs III being the first receiver picked, Raiders took him, and then you had Jerry Judy going to the Broncos. You had C.D. Lamb coming off the board after that. You know, So, I mean, it was, it was interesting because there was a lot of talk on who the number one receiver was in this draft, and most guys were debating between Judy and C.D. Lamb. And it ends up being Ruggs that, that goes first, uh, of those three guys, uh, you know, listen, I, I'm an Alabama fan. Most people know that. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with Ruggs or Judy. I think both guys will end up being really good NFL players. Obviously, the thing that you know, that I guess pushed Ruggs over the top there was his speed. I mean, he came out and just blew the combine up. And if you go back, there, there's plenty of plays you can watch um, from his time at Alabama to show you his speed. But there's a play in the Tennessee game where he runs a guy down. Um, I can't really – it was a fumble or an interception one in the end zone. And Ruggs runs the guy down, This running down the field, the Tennessee um, defender, and just comes from – I mean, just makes up just a ridiculous amount of ground to make the tackle. And that's the that's the that's one of the times where you are just you just really see his speed pop off there. And obviously he you know shows it more importantly uh, in his routes and that kind of stuff too. But, um, you know, so, I mean, you ended up with that. You ended up with, uh, you know, uh, what you had Rager and uh, Jefferson and the, the guy from Arizona State. His name's escaping me right now. Um, that receivers that all went off the, off the board in the first round. So a lot of receivers that were picked. Um, there was some talk the Titans could be in the mix for a receiver. Um, I, I think if there would have been a guy that they were just in love with that would have fallen to them at that point. I think they would; they might have been interested in a receiver, but with the way things fell, there was no way they were taking a receiver with what was left on the board. So, no, no real surprise there, at least from the Titans' standpoint. Um, no, really, other huge surprises. Uh, you don't have a running back go until edwards Hilaire goes with the last pick in the draft of the Chiefs, and you, I mean, you you hate that pick if you're the rest of the AFC for the Chiefs, but them having getting a complete back. Right there, um, just to add to the weapons that they already have on offense, is it's pretty ridiculous. So, um, you know, obviously a good spot for them to be in, sitting there at the end of the first round, can can kind of take a luxury pick there if they needed to. And I mean, I, I think that's kind of what happens. Um, you know, if you're if you're drafting rookie dynasty drafts, I would think Edwards-Laird has to be pretty high on your list of guys that you would want, just because of the you know chances that he's going to get the touches, the high value touches he's going to get in that offense. So um, no, no huge surprise that only one running back went. Uh, I heard Mel Kuyper say after the first round that five to six running backs could go. In the second round, I'd be a little bit surprised if it were that high. Um, but, you know, there will be more guys come off the board. Interesting that Edwards Hilaire was selected before DeAndre Swift, who was kind of the consensus number one back in this draft. So, you know, like I said, a few surprises here and there, but nothing just really – crazy. The only thing really that made you kind of sit up in your seat was, was the Jordan Love pick. Now the, the Mike Vrabel thing going on in the background there I have no idea what was happening and you know you saw it the first time and it kind of looked like everything was frozen so you weren't really sure if, if it was real. I mean it, it was just kind of crazy but you've got uh, like Frozone over one of his shoulders. You've got a guy that with a ridiculous mullet with a Mike Vrabel Pro Bowl jersey on over his other shoulder. And then if you look over Frozone's shoulder, it looks like a guy might be sitting on the toilet now. I think with a little bit more investigation, he's just sitting down and kind of leaning forward looking at his phone. But it was just <laughs> quite the scene going on. And of course, Vrabel, you know, he's just sitting there staring at his phone like nothing weird's happening. So um, that that was pretty interesting and kind of stole the night for the Titans. And I think, you know, you were seeing a lot of most of the teams that when you saw them pick, uh, you had the the coach and the general manager, and they kind of went back and forth between the two houses. And I think there was so much going on in Vrabel's house that they, they, they briefly showed John Robinson at least on ESPN, but never went back to him. They kept going back to Vrabel, to talk about what was going on there. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was just it, it was that was pretty funny. All right, so as we head into the second round for the Titans, like I said, corner has to be at the top of the list of things that, that, that they have to address. After that, um, they could they could take a receiver at some point. I don't think it'll they, they will take a receiver in this draft most likely. I don't think it'll be until Saturday. Um, you need a running back as well. You need you need somebody to spell Derrick Henry. You need a, a guy that can catch passes out of the backfield. Um, so, wouldn't be surprised to see that come quickly off the board for them. Um, Inside interior defensive linemen, uh, you know, there was so much buzz from mock drafts on the Titans picking an, an interior defensive lineman with, with their first round pick. That never made sense to me because, n- number one, I still think that Clowney's coming and he can, you know, mix in in that. Um, but even still, I mean, the, the, the thought behind that, I think, for most people probably was the Jarrell Casey trade. But they drafted Simmons last year to be Jarrell Casey's replacement. So no surprise that they didn't take like a Marlon Davidson who I think is going to be a good player. And if you didn't hear his interview on the Midday 180 on Thursday, you need to go back and look at go back and listen to that. They're podcasting all that stuff. Um it, he was hilarious. He was a fantastic interview. A fun guy. Um, I think would be a great addition to any locker room. But, again, even with him on the board, not surprised to see the Titans not go that direction because uh, while it's a need and while it's a position that they will address in this draft, it just wasn't near the top of the, the things that they were going to do. So wasn't surprised to see that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, taking an offensive tackle in the first round is never exciting. It's never, it's never all that fun. But when you look down the road, I mean, Dennis Kelly is, is a good player. Um, and he's a nice guy to have. But even even if he wins the job, you need, you need that guy that can play tackle if one of your guys goes down. Um, we've obviously had a lot of – Dennis Kelly's filled in a lot um, for an injured Jack Conklin, for a suspended Taylor LeJuan. Um So you, you need that third tackle that can play. Um, so they were able to, to get that. And then he'll compete from day one with Dennis Kelly in training camp for that job and we'll see how that plays out. So I don't think even if he, even if he doesn't win that job in training camp, I don't think that they wasted this pick because I think he's definitely a guy that's going, going to develop into a serviceable player for them down the road. So again, and just like I said with that quote, I mean, he just fits the attitude of what the Titans want to be um, strong in the run game, you know, just really fits what they're trying to do. So from that standpoint, pretty happy with that pick um, again not exciting and, and I might have thought about you know addressing the the corner spot there but not not but by no means was it a pick that that we should you know be mad about or whatever um, a guy that they needed and a, and a guy that's going to help them um, you know and like I said we, we've got still they, they've still got plenty of needs that they need to need to address um, the team is is pretty shallow in a few places but that's a product of good players being drafted and moving on to play their places. Um, So, I mean, it's a good problem to have from that standpoint. It's not something the Titans have dealt with much over the last decade because they hadn't drafted very well. But this year you're going to see them, you know, they'll they'll get a compensatory pick or two in the 2021 draft Been a while since they've gotten one of those. Um, But when you you see those things, you do have pieces that you need to replace um, with cheaper guys that can play. So, Anyway, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I'm I'm happy with what, how things develop tonight. And then, like I said, just kind of with uh, that contingency that you've you got to get a corner. You've got to get at least one corner that can come in and play right away. And, you, and another guy that can be in the mix to be that fourth guy. So um, we'll see how they're able to address that over the next couple of days. All right, that'll do it for tonight. Um, again, thanks so much for listening. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, like I said, from the top, hopefully we're – nearing the end of the, of the quarantine and this kind of stuff. And, and things can get back to somewhat normal. Um, we can get some live sports and that kind of stuff. And, you know, just the, with the big eye toward the NFL season and hoping that it's able to kick off on time. Um, like I said, museummiracles.com is where you're going to want to go to get all of your Titans coverage. We'll have so much more on the Isaiah Wilson pick. We'll have all the picks covered for you as they, as they come in over the next two days. Um, we'll have best players available, draft grades, all that kind of stuff that, that you know, doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's fun to look at around the draft. We'll have all that stuff there for you um, to, to search out. On Twitter, you can follow me at jmorrismcm. You can also follow the Museum Miracles account at TitansMCM. Doing some fun things there with the draft, getting GIF reactions and all that kind of stuff. So um, follow me, follow that. Um, and like I said, we'll have a ton of good stuff there. So again, Jimmy Morris. Lead editor at Museum Miracles. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again tomorrow night.